you know, plain soda, not flavored. And actually, it was pretty good. I felt like a real adult. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And the DC streaming service might launch in August, Mike. Ooh, I'm excited. That's, very, that's a lot closer than I thought it would be, actually. The Defenders may not get a second chance or more on Netflix. Ooh, I've been waiting to hear about that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to sit through all of the trailers, like Spider-Man, Lego Movie, and even Bumblebee to get through the movie news, Mike. <laughs> and more. Just like real trailers. Yes, just just like a real movie. Just like a yeah. real movie. That's what we are now. But, We're real entertainment value. <laughs> but this week has been insanely packed with news not just for superhero stuff but just like nerdy stuff in general kind of stuff that we're not gonna really cover on the show because we kind of we like to keep it to superheroes but earlier this week there was the worldwide developers conference for apple so if you got an if you got an iphone and you got ipads and stuff and you want to look into the new ios features they got all that stuff out there e3's kicking off mm-hmm. earlier than i thought it would like back in back in my day chris when i was a kid e3 was on the weekday and you had to stream it in the middle of the day, either when you're at school or later in life when I was at the office. <laughs> but now, like, I hear that things are kicking off on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm just like, what's going on here? This was uh, this was supposed to happen on Monday. And then you're like, oh, we got to wait to record. I got to watch this Xbox conference. That's right. I mean, <laughs> yesterday was, um, I forget, I think it was EA's was yesterday. And Xbox was right before this. I was like, we can do it before or after, but I got to watch this. And um Speaking of WWDC and E3, highly disappointing this year to me, Mike. I think old age has finally <laughs> hit me. Um, I, th- I mean, I don't know. There's no features coming for the iPhone that I'm really like. Oh, uh, there are some. There are some great old man features that I love that are coming to the oh. iPhone. Oh no! Where they're inter- they're introducing a new "Do Not Disturb While Sleeping" feature. Yeah, yeah. The most groundbreaking thing I think I would ever want on a phone. I don't know if you guys know this out there, but my phone is on "Do Not Disturb" twenty four seven all the time because I'm a compulsive phone checker. I'm always looking at it anyway. Or I'm either in front of a computer that's connected to my phone, so I'm always going to see like a little blue circle on my monitor anyway. So I have no need for my phone to let me know when something's there. And also, I think it's a good rule of thumb for everybody out there in the world that don't just let people assume that you're instantly available at any time. You know, it's good to give people a good 10, 15 minute buffer before you get back to them because you don't want people to think that, you know, they can just grab your attention. That's what phone calls are for. If somebody ever phone calls me, I know it's a it's serious, but like if you if you're sending a there's no such thing as a serious text message that you need to answer quickly. That's what phone calls are for. And well, I'm I'm more of a get back to you in 10 or 15 days kind of person, so I, I definitely feel <laughs> you. But uh I, I I understand that my work um, um I work in real estate. Real estate doesn't work nine to five. Real estate is twenty four seven out here. So uh, I do gotta let some people know. I'm hey don't I can't help you after five o'clock. I will try my best, but I get it. So there's that. And E three. All I wanted out of E three, Mike from Microsoft was Halo. A Halo announcement, and they did uh-huh. a Halo. It's called Halo Infinite, which I think is the next evolution of it. Halo, where it's more of a um, is it another t- another tactics game? No, no. It's more of a <laughs> Halo becomes more of a service than an actual like video game you buy every couple of years. 
Uh, oh, weird. Because most games are, are doing what are called year one, year two, where they have updates every year, that like big updates and changes to the game. Mm-hmm. And um, Halo 5 has been out for, it's been almost three years now, and I'm just, I'm waiting on my Halo 6. Gotta wrap up the story, but um, I'm interested to see where it goes and see if maybe something else comes out of this, because sometimes there's things on the floor we don't see during the big presentations. So, um, glad to do that. Uh, I also gotta say, I, I ended up watching... Had to get up at 6.30 yesterday morning, Mike. I was just telling you this. My wife mm-hmm. was taking my cousins to the Color Run. Are you familiar with the Color Run? I, I'm familiar with those. They throw like a bunch of colored powder at you. Yeah, and you're supposed to run. Or that's at the end. I, I don't know <laughs> when the color happens. Uh, I don't I don't go. There's no way to watch those things like very comfortably. So mm-hmm. um, my uncle stayed here with me. And, and starting at like 7.30 in the morning, we put on Black Panther. And we booked through Black Panther and Infinity War yesterday morning before noon. <laughs> So wow. uh, it was his first time for both of those. So we, I was really excited to be with someone who, who hadn't read everything and didn't know everything. So at the beginning of Infinity War, he thought Thor was dead for like the rest of the movie. <laughs> so I was like, this is really exciting Like to, to be with someone who doesn't know what's going on and like yeah. their disappointment and their emotional roller coaster ride <laughs> through the whole thing. So Just get ready till the end. You're going to freak out. Yeah, yeah. Is he dead? They're all, they're all dead, man. They're, they're all, all dead. dead. You, you don't know about the announced slate going yeah. forward. They're all dead to you. They're all dead. So it, it's, uh, it, it was fun. So, yeah, yeah. How's your weekend? You get, you, is yours as disappointing as mine's been? <laughs> well, I, I did something new for the very first time was I roller skated for the first time ever in my life. Now, not to be confused with inline skating, like I grew up as a kid with rollerblades, as, as some people call them. And uh, that's kind of what I uh, preferred as a kid. And I think like back in the 90s, if you're a kid that was roller skating and not rollerblading, you weren't as cool. I think that was kind of the era where like, oh, you got to be on the blades, man. I remember there's like a Disney Channel original oh, movie yeah. called Brink. Yeah. That like that, that that was like that spoke to every kid's soul back I'm in the 90s. I'm pretty sure the Power <laughs> Rangers movie started off with them rollerblading as well. Oh, they did. Yeah. So rollerblades were super hot back in the 90s, but that basically meant I never got a chance to ever learn how to roller skate, you know, a.k.a. four wheels on each foot, a total of eight. Mm-hmm. So we went to a, a roller... We went to a roller rink uh, last night and, you know, I'm not about to run out and buy like rollerblades for this one night of skating. So I was just like, I guess I'll just rent roller skates like everyone else uh, in our party was doing. Uh, so, I, you know, I rent them out and it is it's a, there's a learning curve there. You would think more wheels evenly distributed would be easier. Uh, you are wrong. <laughs> it took me about four or five songs to get used to it, but uh, they were pretty fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's more, it's more, uh, casual type of skating, like, uh, rollerblades. I feel like you have to actively fight gravity more, but Mm -hmm. like with roller skates, there's a lot more coasting and man, there were some crazy kids in like the middle of the rink that were like doing like roller skate dancing. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like flash dance or something going on. But, uh, yeah, it was fun though. I still had fun. So if you're ever looking for something fun to do on a weekend, go check out your like local roller skating rink. They usually have awesome concession stands with like that liquid cheese that I love and get like a, like a soft pretzel dip that in there. Mm, For for me, to me, I have like, I associate like a bowling alley, like where you rent the shoes with roller skates for some reason. And I don't know why, (laughs) Well, but did you have a roller skate key is the real question. 
A roller skate key? What is that? You don't know what a roller... Okay, so back when roller skates first came out, they had these metal things you had to turn in to tighten or loosen them so you could take them on or off. And this little metal key... Oh, no. These were like lacing up. So they laced on your stuff. Okay, great. Yeah. So. Wow, I'd never heard of that before. That's crazy. But it's funny that you bring up Bowling Alley because my wife and I were talking about like, oh, bowling alleys and roller rinks have like a similar like old man crossovers <laughs> where you have like the same old people that show up. They know everybody that works there. They have their own equipment and they're really good at doing it. And I was just like, this is so weird. Like we should get the, the old man bowlers and the old man roller skaters together. And I think they'd be a good group of friends. <laughs> they probably are. It's probably, there's probably you start roller skating during the day and go bowling at night. Or vice versa. <laughs> One of the two. They, they've got this, this this down. I don't know why we're trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Pulling on roller skates. I think that's the next evolution. But <laughs> I think there's more pressing things to talk about because this was an incredibly busy week where we didn't get a single Aquaman trailer. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, <laughs> I, I think it's funny. Uh, Mike has tried to predict the Aquaman trailer very, very hard this week. He tried so hard last week. Uh, he got one thing right, almost right. We don't know if it's right, but someone else backed up his theory about Spider-Man field trip, but no Aquaman trailer. Instead, we got like every other trailer under the sun. Um, <laughs> it almost felt like a slap in the face, but I just wanted to defend myself super quick. I, I pinpointed the fifth uh, Tuesday last week as like the bullseye, but I, I gave a blanket two week window. So my one week is up. I still have another week to get on the dartboard. <laughs> you'll get half credit. If you, if you get yeah. next week, you'll get half credit, but I'm not feeling it, man. I'm feeling the, these trailers, like, this was it. Like, if you were going to release a trailer, this was the week to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because what in- Incredibles is this week. I'm watching Incredibles mm-hmm. this week. And then uh, Jurassic World 2 is the week after. So um, there's still a little bit of window. We'll see. We'll see. But we're going to break down these trailers, or at least talk about them a little bit, because there was a lot. And I think the first and biggest one here um, that was really, really cool is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, oh my gosh. So without even going into all of the awesome like appearances that we got to see of new characters, uh, we just get to see a lot more of the animation, which is just beautiful. They're doing some crazy stuff in this movie, like real experimental. I mean, talk about just like an animated Spider-Man movie, which honestly just kind of sells itself just because you put the word Spider-Man in front of it. You're going to be able to sell tickets and toys and, you know, you're going to make your money back. You know, you're going to sponsor like tangerines in the grocery store uh, eventually because that's usually what happens with these big superheroes. But they're doing this crazy thing where instead of like doing like depth of field or like blurring the background to make your characters pop, they're doing this weird like chroma effect where like if you've ever looked at a 3D image without the red and blue 3D glasses, you can kind of see the red and the blues shift away. It's just this really crazy thing that I think is really cool to throw into just your Spider-Man movie. And uh, if you follow us on our Twitter account, I shared some like selected stills of the trailer that I thought really stood out. There's some really strong art direction going on here. Like, I honestly, this trailer could have been silent and I would have bought like eight tickets already. So I'm, I'm just shocked that this is coming out of Sony. But I guess technically it's Sony Animation, 
which is uh, has a little bit of better track record, uh, I would say, with some of their movies. I'm not counting the Emoji movie, but they, they were smart enough to hire Genghi Tartakovsky to do those Hotel Transylvania movies, which they're on their third one, so they're making money there. But anyway, Chris, uh, tell me about the, the nitty-gritty, the little bits in the trailer that you like. So what I'm, I'm going to point out is a couple things here. I, also, the art style. I love the art style. I love the way it looks. It's got that uh, was it halftone effect on a lot of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I just I just love it. Uh, this is set what looks like the ultimate universe because he says it's an it's a universe that looks just like yours but it isn't. Um, and of course we got Miles Morales who's Spider Man. We have the ultimate Green Goblin, which I think you also pointed out in our text messages. Um, he actually mm-hmm. turns into a big goblin like creature. He's not just a mask, a man in a mask, uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and we also get to see more of Miles's um, parents, his dad specifically, who's kind of a dick in the comic books, and then this <laughs> is like a different take on him. I, I think he's gonna be really funny in this. Is his dad a cop in the comic books? I don't think so. I thought but I thought his dad was like a like a journalist or like a blue collar worker in the comics. So that might be that might be a change. Yeah, there's definitely some changes here. Um, and, and since they don't have to follow the comic books at all, they can take some liberties introducing this to the to the world. Um, there also appears to be several Spider-Man suits in uh, what looks to be like a Tony Stark style spider-man like layer kind of going on there yeah i was i was trying to figure out what was going on there um there was speaking of like the spider-man in general there was there was one moment that i think maybe has been brushed over or, or at least i haven't seen people dive into it is obviously we see like a talking uh peter parker uh later in the trailer that's trying to teach miles but before we see that reveal there's another spider-man with his mask on that talks to miles that says like oh you're just like me but his voice is totally different it's a totally different like peter parker well i I think you're forgetting the first show the first trailer shows miles at the gravestone of peter parker so i think the first one because for miles to become spider-man in the ultimate universe the peter parker there has to die i think he gets killed in that fight miles feels responsible this other Spider-Man mm. from another universe comes in. Is like, we have something coming after us. We need to train you. And mm. then this is where he goes and sees all these different Spider-Man suits. Because we also get, at the end, is uh, Spider-Gwen. Uh, the Probably the biggest reveal. I had no idea she was going to be in there. Yeah, and that was a big surprise because, you know, if you read the Spider-Man comic, it's just like a one-off trade. I, I would recommend it. It's a fun read. But uh, Peter Parker jumps into the Ultimate Universe through, I believe it's like some Mysterio tech that he's like stealing or he's yeah. building some sort of portal. So that's just one Spider-Man coming over. Yeah, I don't know how Gwen Stacy gets thrown into the mix. I don't know if there is some sort of... What's her name? Madam Web. I don't know if she's yeah. at the works. We see Kingpin in the trailer. His silhouette, his yep. big brooding silhouette. So I don't know if he's involved somehow. But yeah, there's a there's a whole story here that needs to be unweaved. Yeah, they don't give us a lot of story. They give us a lot of style and and kind of uh, design to it. And uh, mm-hmm. I forget who uh, Jake Johnson is the voice of the Spider Man there. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're a fan awesome. of Jake Johnson in this household because uh, we we like a new girl on Fox that just wrapped up its series a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And also the other villain is the Prowler in this as well, um, which is actually Miles's uncle in the comic books. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in the big suit fighting in there, but just kind of going through everything. 
Um, I, I, I mean, it's hard to, to, to say much, but the design is just fantastic. And <laughs> There seems to be a really hilarious moment that we get to see towards the end of the trailer that I really want to know the origins of, where we see Peter, P- Peter Parker is in sweatpants, so I don't know if he loses his pants at some point in time I don't, or if he's just waking up. I don't and think then that's Ma- Peter. I don't think that's Peter Parker. I think that's the Indian Spider-Man. There's one from uh, India because it looks like his outfit. Oh, you think with the sweatpants? I don't think it's sweatpants. I think it's actually like uh, the the pants they wear over in India. Uh, I would be shocked. Uh, and also, we get to see Miles in like a in a Spider Man Halloween costume. So there's just so much crazy goofiness going on. And yeah, I, I'm I'm digging this movie. Everything about it. I'm just, I'm so hyped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you just do a quick search, I forget what his name is. Um, the Spider Man India. It'll show you the the Spider Man who whose origins start in India, and he's got the pants on and stuff like that. So. Uh, it's the Spider-Verse comic book introduced like all these other Spider-Men and, and all these other worlds. Everyone wants to see him. I think we're going to see Spider-Ham. I think we're going to get get to see him. But also <laughs> it's cool. important to notice uh, Miles has different powers than the regular Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes invisible in one of the scenes in, in an yeah. alleyway. So, And in the comic books, he has like a, a Venom sting, so we'll probably see something along the lines of yeah. that. Uh, and we see uh, towards the end of the trailer, we see him starting to learn how to web sling. So I think he'll leave this movie at the end with that ability mm-hmm. because, you know, Spider-Man without web slinging is just not as cool, man. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's definitely uh, it's going to be an adventure, and I'm really, I'm really excited to see how this plays off. Uh, I know yeah. the, we were very, it's it's a whole 180 from where we initially were, <laughs> yeah. probably closer to a, a 720. Really, we've we've uh, gone around in circles, but I think the best thing that they could do is I don't know if they really need to bring them into the story, but I would love to see a reference to all of the other Sony Spider-Man live-action movies because if they're if they're working around this story of the different universes with a bunch of different Spider-Mans in them, you know, you'd have to assume like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is one and the Andrew Garfield, and if if their costumes could somehow make cameos in the movie, that mm-hmm. would just be that would be a cherry on top of the Sunday. No, I, I definitely agree. I think there's a lot to play with this uh even we could even see the homecoming suit and stuff like that in there uh iron Uh spider i don't know there's a lot there's a lot we don't know um but also at the end uh we were talking about this earlier um spider gwen is voiced by Haley steinfeld mike who will be in another trailer we're talking about here (laughs) oh yeah that's right so uh, the other uh second well probably the biggest trailer we thought we were gonna have this week was ralph breaks the internet wreck it ralph 2 um, I've still not seen the movie, Mike. Uh, my wife went out of town, and I didn't get to watch it, but I did watch the trailer, and there is a lot going on in this one um, in terms of uh, reference dropping and, and like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to put it, but I did enjoy the last scene with um, <laughs> Vanellope with all the princesses for sure. Yeah, that's pretty much, I think, the biggest takeaway from the trailer. Uh, a lot of the other stuff is almost kind of, I would say, a little hackneyed. Like, I think almost everybody always visualizes the internet as some, like, a big metropolitan-like city, so that wasn't really that surprising. And, like, the fact that, like, each website is almost like its little different town, it just looks like a giant theme park, so that wasn't really that exciting. And then also uh, the joke of the search engine just Mm -hmm. auto-correcting and auto-filling is just like, okay, let's just move on to, like, dropping all the references that we get to see at Oh My Disney, which I didn't know was a website until they very specifically were walking up to it and said, Oh My Disney. I was like, this seems very... 
very uh, specific to a website. So I Googled that and I was like, oh, it does exist. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing that makes me a little nervous, I know it kind of seems like I'm being a little down on this movie, but uh, we were worried that this was going to feel maybe a little bit like the Emoji movie where the Emoji I, movie was I'm not was part of that. Shit. That's you. Don't, don't drag well, me into this. <laughs> well, I'm not the only one. There's definitely other people out there that are worried about this because uh, the Emoji movie was just kind of like, uh, you know, just kind of um, just – just shelling out to any company that would want to give them money. Hey, do you want to be in this movie? You want to be in the, you want your app to be in here? We can play Candy Crush, you know, come on. We can do that in our movie. So uh, Wreck-It Ralph doesn't seem to be doing that, which is good, except for the fact that they are totally shelling out everything for Disney. I mean, they walked into that Disney park, and it was just like a park I would love to visit, but it almost felt like a little force down your throat, like, look at all this Disney stuff in this Disney movie. You're going to love it, and then we're going to show you all these princesses. So... As long as this is more just like a, a one-off moment in the story and then we get to move on to something else, I think it'll be great. But if the whole plot revolves around this Oh My Disney Park, I think it's going to be well, a little too heavy-handed, I, I, I think in you, my I think opinion. you've nailed it on the head. We don't know the plot. They didn't tell you anything about the story. It's just, hey, we're going to the internet. Um, so I, I, I think this is literally like the beginning of it, like where they walk through on their way to do something. So yeah. um, I, will, Storm- I will say it. I did like the the last bit where they were talking about the title of the movie. Like, shouldn't it be called shouldn't it be called like Ralph wrecks the internet. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, breaks the internet's kind of a thing. And they're like, oh, well, I think that would be a better title. So it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, and I was like, this is hilarious because that's the exact conversation that everybody was having about the movie when the title was released. So I'm glad that they're kind of having fun with it. You know? Yeah. I mean, we we don't literally we we literally know nothing. I think the first teaser had ralph was he feeding like a cat or some sort of animal and then it exploded? oh yeah yeah that's right i already already forgot and baby moana was like horrifyingly watching it on her tablet yeah so there's, there's a bunch that we don't know about this movie and this is just a kind of shows hey we can play around with literally any property whether it's a, like an actual business or anything that's under the disney umbrella because we got an iron man reference stormtroopers were chasing vanellope at one point uh, we saw X-Wings and TIE Fighters. Yeah, and then they also made the... The princesses made the probably the best reference to me. It's like, oh, did some big man, uh, strong man show up and they think that he saved you from everything? She's like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is pretty much every Disney princess movie out there so far. So there also that you bring, there was a similar moment to that in the Lego two trailer, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. Yeah. So that seems to be kind of the culture of Hollywood right now. Like we're tired of shit. <laughs> yeah. So Lego movie two dropped a trailer. Um, I, again, I couldn't read it off of the, the logo being red, white, and blue. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. Still have no idea what's going on, but I think I figured it out. I think it's funny. It starts off in a Mad Max style world <laughs> post the craggle. Um, and what's his name? I don't forget the, the, the Emmett is still like the same as ever. He did not change mm-hmm. one bit. So, um, did we get to see his deals with space? I, is the little heart thing? I, did it say hi right before it blew up and tried to kill him? Like, yeah, it's adorable. Whatever it is, it's yeah. hilarious. I love it when they get like actual children to voice things. Like uh, they do that in South Park sometimes yeah. with some of the younger characters. It just adds this uh, extra layer, a layer of hilarity to it. Yeah, and then um, I, they said this is the, um, I think it's the sister system is what it's called. I think this is, has to deal with the end of the first one and the sister being able to play with stuff. 
Yeah. Well, I was really confused because we get to see it's like extraterrestrial life. There's like an alien Lego. Mm. And when I first saw that alien Lego design, I was like, what is this? This is the most ugly, the ugliest minifigure I've ever seen. Like, are they making like a brand new Lego figure just so they can have an alien in this movie? And I was like super turned off by it. Like my old school Lego um, sensibilities were shook until I went online and I Googled it. And apparently that style of figure of the longer arms and stuff, that's like a pre-existing Lego, like kind of for girls. Like I think like all of the Disney princesses like get that type of figure style and some other play sets, you know, it's geared towards like, like you said, like the sister. So I was like, oh, okay, this makes a little bit more sense now. Now I don't have to freak out so much that they're just, they're trying to change my Legos for just for this movie. But yeah, I love the little, uh, I love the little sewer babies. All the jokes are there, everything. Uh, I'm interesting to see what Batman's going to be like in this movie because he had his own Lego movie where he kind of turned a new leaf. You know, he should be like a better person. So hopefully his new personality comes into this movie and they're like, wow, you're actually like a nice guy now. Mm -hmm. So that'd be funny. Yeah, I don't, I mean, he didn't even reference this much, so I don't know how much they're going to reference that. But he also didn't get any, like maybe a little half a line in this one. So they're like, I don't know if they're leaning away from Batman, like trying to lead it or anything because he had his own movie or what, but... Uh, there is a shot at the end where we do get to see most of the original crew returning, which was definitely fun to see. So, um, the, uh, the new villain, actually, I just looked up, her name is Sweet Mayhem, and, uh, <laughs> she's voiced by Stephanie Beatriz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of your favorite shows. Yeah, good for her. So, um, I, I don't know what's gonna happen, I don't know anything about it, but I definitely... Uh, it looks like a return to form for the Lego movie. So Yeah, you know what? This movie comes out in February, and we got the trailer in June. So if we're getting an Aquaman movie in December, can I just get that trailer already? The Lego movie's like already two months ahead of you. Yeah, but the Lego movie doesn't have anything to prove by putting out... It has to put out the right trailer for Aquaman, or they're going to lose everybody yet again. <sighs> Chris, get out. Did you not watch <laughs> Justice League? Come on. Nobody went. Um, yeah. How to Train Your Dragon 3... Uh, the Hidden Valley of Dragons, or whatever it's called here, is is got a new trailer as well. I have seen probably one and a half of these movies. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of... I hope this doesn't track how Kung Fu Panda tracks, which is another DreamWorks trilogy. Uh, the first Kung Fu Panda movie is good. The second one, I would say, is comparable, but I still think the first one had most of the magic in it. And then the third Kung Fu Panda is, like, on Netflix, and it's just not as good. I mean, there's, like, you know, some cool stuff in there, but the story's just not as strong, and you just don't really care that much about the pandas anymore. Uh, so I'm hoping... Did he have a family? Yeah, that's, and, and, he, they went Shrek route. That Shrek sucks after that. <laughs> like that's you have a family, your movie sucks. That's that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. But uh, How to Train Your Dragon. When I saw the second one, I thought it was good, just not as good as the first one. So I'm curious to see what happens here. But they're doing some interesting things. They're making the character older. He has like a badass beard. He looks like Jim Halpert. Uh, um, he looks like John Krasinski from the beard from his beard era, which is like currently now. So he looks pretty badass there. Um, my favorite part about this trailer is just the simple line of text that says like the end of, uh, the end of the saga or something like that, which is awesome. I love that they're making the, the, the decision to be like, this is going to be the last movie. We're going to wrap everything up. There's not going to be some fourth lingering movie. We're not going to go the toy story route. This is the last film. So I like that because that just means uh, if it makes enough money that that won't mean anything. (laughs) Yeah, I know. know, They've all done that. 
But maybe if they want to continue the story, they'll just stick to their Netflix well, TV show, which I haven't seen. Let's talk about the movie, not the line of text that means nothing in the, in the end. Hey, that means everything to me, buddy. Uh, well, most people who are watching this don't know how to read, so I, th- I think it's fine. <laughs> um, what? So is this a dragon utopia now, and then someone wants to hunt the black dragon as always because it's it's out there is what I'm getting from this. Yeah, I think and so. And then uh, it meets a white version, a white girl version, and it gets a girlfriend. Yeah, it's it's like they're night furies and light furies, I guess. So we'll have to see what happens. But um, and it goes like full up, Thor at the end with the lightning bolts and everything. Yeah, yeah. Some of the visuals look pretty cool. So you know, I'm not sure if this will be a movie I'll run out the theaters to go see, but I, I I'll catch it at some point in time. I want to see how the trilogy ends. When is it come out? Coming. It just says coming soon. It doesn't have a date on here. That's weird. Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, I, I I am I forget this one's from DreamWorks even at all because of how mm-hmm. good it looks and how like they've maintained a not a like every year we have to put out a new How to Train Your Dragon how they kind of pace themselves a little bit. So um, that's okay with me. Uh, do you do you like the first one you said? Yeah, the first one's solid. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I will definitely have to come back on that one. That was the trailer that came out this week. Uh, Bumblebee. Got a trailer, and I gotta say, of all the Transformers movies, what well, we're on set six now, right? This is six mm-hmm. we talked about. This one looks probably the best of the six. Uh, yeah, right which now. is which is so <laughs> because I think it's that, so funny. There's a lot of parallels between this one and the very first Transformers movie, which a lot of people hold as the best movie in the franchise. Yeah. And, and um, I think that that's a lot to behold because a it doesn't have the same writer and it doesn't have the same director. Uh, so um, we talked about this. I forget. Is it? Who is directing? It's the person who did Kubo and the Two Strings and Coraline, um, mm-hmm. Travis Knight. So I think that's got a lot of pull behind it, Mike. I mean, you're a big animated stop motion guy. What, did you like those movies, right? Yeah, and this trailer was really. It's kind of bizarre because this is a prequel movie. It's supposed to be like how everything started. So if you watch the trailer in the frame of mind of, let's say we live in a world where no Transformer movie has ever been made and this is the first time we've ever seen a Transformer on screen, it kind of is a different experience. It almost kind of makes you wish that you could kind of go back mm-hmm. and replace all of them and start fresh because, like, they just decided to can that seventh Transformers movie. And I know there's a bunch of shakeups going on at Hasbro and they're buying new like properties and I think they're going to just like re- revamp and re-kickstart this whole Transformers universe. And it kind of seems sad now that the Bumblebee movie is going to be the last vestige of this franchise because this almost looks like a better jumping off point. Like the, the trailer seems like emotional. It's not just action-packed and loud. They sized Bumblebee down so he's a little bit more practical like on camera. He's not just giant towering and looming over humans. And he's got his original look to him as well. Well, he's actually in the Volkswagen bug, and when he transforms, he looks like the cartoon version for once. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like. There's not so many moving parts and sharp edges, and he's got to be a cool Camaro. He looks like the the version you'd see in the '80s cartoon for sure. Yeah, and it looks like at some point later in the trailer, I think he. I don't know if he has to learn how to jump into other cars, but I think he, it looks like there's like a Jeep grill on the front of him yeah. that's yellow. So I think at some point in time he jumps into a Jeep. So. Uh, this will be this will be very interesting to see a Transformers movie where Michael Bay isn't directing, written by different people. So got John Cena, I'm, Mike's favorite actor. Yeah, that's true. So my interest is definitely peaked. So I never would have expected that from the Bumblebee trailer. I think I remember clicking on this trailer and I was like, "Oh God, here we go." And then when it was over, and I was like, 
Wow. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I'm on board. I think the the other thing is the villain looks to be Starscream, um, who is a, a classic Gen 1 villain as well, with his classic mm-hmm. colors, not that weird starfish shape he had in the the first. <laughs> I, I just don't like I, the designs of those like, at I, all. I love Starscream's voice, so I hope it's still the same voice. Yeah. Um, so, yep. So he looks to be the villain. It looks to be less Transformers, more story. And that's whenever I think we hit the sweet spot. Um, mm-hmm. If they don't tie into the future movies, they may be able to spin this into a new franchise, Mike. This may be a, it could, could be a jumping off point. Hey, there you go. Um, they, they'd be like, well, we don't have to say tied to the other ones. This is a new one. So yeah, screw you. <laughs> and we got Rick rolled at the end right there. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. The eighties, man. Crazy time. Right before this, I, I told you to watch Bad Times at the El Royale trailer, Mike. Um, directed, uh, Written and directed by Drew Goddard, who did Daredevil Season 1. Uh, some of the Defenders, uh, he's working on X-Force. And it's got Chris Hemsworth in it. What do you think of this tra- movie, Mike? This is an interesting <laughs> film. Well, it, it was interesting because when I was watching it, and I was like, why is Chris telling me to watch this? There's no superheroes in this. And as soon as it was over, I asked you, is this based on a graphic novel? And you're just like, no, it's just an original movie. And I was like, oh. It's like, well, it looks awesome. So then we tried to figure out a back way to make it make sense in the show. And I was like, well, hey, Chris Hemsworth in there. You found the you found the uh, other, um, what did you just say the director's name uh, was? Drew Goddard. Um, Drew Goddard, and, and that's right. Obadiah uh, Stane from the first Iron Man movie. If you're yeah, there you know. go. So you got lots of superhero uh, creator elements in this. So it looks, it looks really cool. It looks crazy. I kind of had a, a slight like Tarantino-esque vibe to the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 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 cinematography looks great, but yeah, you don't you don't hear you don't hear us talk about that a lot on this show about cinematography, but yeah, yeah this looks cool, like like an actual movie kind of going on here. Yeah, so this El Royale, it's like it looks like half in one state, half in another, so you get to pick which state you stay in based on the room you choose. Um, and there's some sort of conspiracy going down. Uh, it looks highly. I think Chris Hemsworth they said is a cult leader, and that's why he's there. So I could. He's got charisma. He's got the looks. Yeah, he's he's got a dark hair and a mustache going on. Cause I mean, Mike, I mean, what can you can you argue with him when he's got a mustache on? Nah, mustaches are coming back, man. John Hamm's in the movie. I love John Hamm. Uh, this is gonna be. A, I think this will be fun. Yeah. Uh, we probably won't be doing a spoiler cast on this movie because it doesn't really fit. But uh, it, I, uh, I think I, I think, think it's I'll, a movie that maybe if you weren't. If you didn't know the trailers out there, you probably go see it on your own. So yeah, every once in a while, like like I would say, a quote unquote real movie sneaks into the superhero slate. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I like. And lastly, uh, the trailer um, that I probably had the most questions about going in and still after is the Mortal <laughs> Engines trailer. Ooh, I don't think this is a good trailer, Chris. You don't like it? Why don't you like it? <laughs> so uh, I think uh, the idea and concept of the movie was really buzzing around in my brain when I saw the first teaser trailer. You know, you got these giant mega cities running around on giant treads, you know, eat, gobbling up other cities. But then this trailer kind of just gave me a really um, strong um, teen dystopian novel feeling. That's what, which that's I know what it's this based is, on. Yeah, I know it's based off a series of books, but I was, I was kind of hoping as a society and um, Hollywood had decided to kind of move past those stories stories so i was like well if this if they're making this story maybe they can jazz it up and make it a little bit more serious but then when i was just kind of seeing the struggle between like the lowly um poor people and like the the bad guy from the matrix i was just kind of like uh, i don't know so the visuals still look kind of peter jackson-esque cool uh you know he likes to go heavy cg but sometimes they can really work um there's some cool big sweeping landscapes with like some flying like planes that looked kind of cool, but uh, I don't think this 
this didn't uh, warm up my kettle, I would say. I'm still a little lukewarm over here. I am probably more intrigued now knowing... I did not know Hugo Weaving was involved, and he's always so... He, I wouldn't say charismatic, but he's enthralled. Like you can't not watch him when he's on the screen. Um, yeah, that's true. Like you know, Matrix or Red Skull, but also to to choose purposely to have the main actress have a huge scar across her face for the whole movie. Um, in, in terms of Hollywood, like you know, you sell it based on faces, right? She's got a scar across her face. That's a bold move for a movie to do. Um, <laughs> well, it was kind of a weird reveal because I'm sure that means something to people that have read the books. But when they but when they pulled her bandana off and like everybody gasped because she had the scar on her face, I was just like, I don't I don't know what that means. I don't care if she has a scar on her face. So it was kind of a weird reveal to kind of drop in the trailer. But I guess people that read the books probably understand. I would say it's more of more. a like you you're gonna recognize if you see this person in the store, Mike, and you see him again a couple of weeks later, you're gonna remember that person. So she's probably gro- some sort of. Am like, I grocery shopping with this person now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's it's memorable. It's not like, oh, like it means something. It's probably like, oh, this person has been causing trouble for the uh, London on Wheels for a very long time. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm more I'm more interested now than I was before. And my wife has read the book and she really liked it. And we can't find the other ones like in a bookstore because they they didn't think that this would be made into a movie. <laughs> so. Um, we're trying to find those, but I, I think it's uh I'm I'm warm I'm more warmed up to it than you are now because I was like I the first I'm like I well, hope that, it's not just fucking battle bots with cities running <laughs> around the world eating each other. So well, it's good it's good when we don't agree on things. Yeah, but that's our trailer rundown. Like that's that's the majority of, of the show here. Just kidding. We've got notes to go through, Mike. We've got news. Are you ready to go through the news? Yeah, let's 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 burn them and turn them. Burn them and turn them. Avengers: Infinity War. We don't talk about it a lot right now, but it got an extra thirty day release in China, which is extremely rare. Hardly any movies ever get these extra thirty days in China, and uh, Infinity War was able to secure it, putting it at right now one point nine nine eight billion dollars at the box office. It will hit two billion in forty eight hours, guaranteed. Ooh, forty eight hours. I feel like we got a ticking clock. This is exciting. Yeah. So we're gonna have that two billion release before this thing leaves the theaters, and um, probably some more numbers when it goes on sale. Yeah. And once it once it breaks that two billion mark, it's got to make just sixty eight million more, and then it can uh, it can top Force Awakens and take the third spot. Well, let's go. We'll let's go again, ha- Mike. We're gonna we're gonna re-roll. <laughs> uh, I think that might get some more money um, whenever they start doing uh, double Avengers showings next year. Like, hey, watch mm-hmm. Avengers three before you go watch Avengers four. Oh yeah, that's true. They can just keep cranking those numbers up. Yep. So there's there's an opportunity here for to get more money out of this. So we'll we'll keep you posted. But speaking of Avengers four, I think this is my favorite news here. Some leaked concept art of the upcoming team has been uh, online, and this is exactly how the Avengers three team was revealed. Same art style, mm. same leak. And I think there's some interesting notes here, Mike, to, to take. Yeah, away. why is Hulk in pajamas? <laughs> a, I think that's, that's the body that's the suit. Biggest, that's not, not everything that's the is pajamas. Is everything pajamas to you today? Well, the funny thing was is I saw some people online like theorizing like, oh, maybe this is what the Hulk has to wear in order for Bruce to transform and the blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, I don't think clothes is going to have anything to do with it. I think if he's probably just in it maybe for some sort of like – I don't know protection if, from outer space. If you look <laughs> at him, it's got more of a a, um, a banner face than a normal Hulk face. He may be half and half. He may have found the passive medium between them. 
Yeah, I've been hearing maybe kind of like a Professor Hulk going in here. Yeah. But yeah, this kind of looks more like a flight suit type of thing. I don't think he's just, this is just how the Hulk looks yeah. now. There was a comic series where he had one that like it regulated his vitals for like a team to be like, hey, you know, we need to bring you back down a little bit. But I, I don't think that's it at all either. So I, I agree with you. We did see uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, back there powering up. Um, I think uh, War Machine has also buffed up his armor quite a bit. Uh, yeah, he's been stacked. He is now a floating tank. We get our first looks at Ant-Man and Hawkeye here, uh, which is cool because that's Hawkeye's hair. Have you heard all the news about uh, Jeremy Renner breaking his arms three days into making the movie Tag? And most, oh, wow. Most of no, his I had no idea. Like, see, like the arm movements that are CGI'd on him in the movie. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go see this movie yeah. now. This is like extra level mustache CGI here. Yeah. So uh, if, if Tag pulls it off better than Justice League did, I will be horribly disappointed. <laughs> they are still doing their best to hide that Ronin armor. I mean, it looks like he's a little bit more tactical. You know, I can yeah. see some more like padding on him, but they have still not shown him all ronin out yet. Yeah, the, so the gold seems still, to yeah. be hiding very well. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I have accidentally come across some set photos where they show like maybe part of his arm coming out of like a sleeve and you can kind of see some gold. So we're going to see that at some point in time. I would be happy if Tony Stark uh, didn't make Ronan's armor. I would love to see this tech come from somewhere else. Maybe Wakanda would be cool or maybe just S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, hey, S.H.I.E.L.D. is still like a thing. Like, they're still like an organization. It would be cool if they had the tech it, and they made it for Hawkeye since he's an agent you, of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know? Do you think Do you think his armor is powered? I don't know. R- Ronan, Ronan's that, armor is just a costume. It's just a... Yeah, I don't, it's not. It's, it's, be, not, it's not powered at all. It's actually just a suit to hide whoever's in it. Well, I feel like there's got to be some power associated with it or to be just kind of weird if Hawkeye decided to just play dress-up for this one final mission where he might save the planet. Well, so. well I think I think he's doing it because he's supposed to be on house arrest. Oh, so you think that's like, how he speaks Yeah, because that's what, in the comic books, like, multiple people who've worn... Like, he wore the Ronin armor to show that, you know, to hide that he wasn't dead or, like, still alive for a long time. Some, so he, yeah, he something to hide to- their identities. Something tells me uh, house arrest is not going to be the top priority for most law enforcement agencies out there with half of the planet dead. Yeah. So I'd be really curious to see if that even matters. Yeah. But we'll see. I, it's definitely Ronan's – like for people listening, the comic books, Ronan's armor has never been powered. It's just a, it's just a costume. Cap is beardless again, and uh, Black Widow's back to her red hair, by the way, speaking of different looks as well. Um, do, do you think uh, he'll he'll clean have time to clean up between three and four? <laughs> well, he it looks like he cleans up his star a little bit. Um, I was just kind of excited to see that we actually got a look at Avengers four already. You know, it's always exciting, you know, to see what's coming out with the next movie, especially since we're still kind of riding the high of all the money coming out of the one that's already in theaters. And no title. So, no title. How are they doing this uh, to us, Mike? Oh, man. Come on. Man. we. I mean, trailer should be in October, so hopefully we have a title by then. Cross your fingers for Ant-Man, man. man no, that's, that's all I can do. That's all I can do. But before Ant-Man, we actually get to enjoy Luke Cage Season 2, believe it or not, on Netflix. That's right. That's right. Uh, the season two titles have been revealed. The first season had um, titles taken from uh, artists, one single artist, but they've taken it from two different artists this time called Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. So you can go through and see the first one's called Soul Brother Number 1, and the last one's called They Reminisce Over You. So um, 
I don't know any of these songs, but we'll... Sounds like someone might be dying in that last yeah, episode. They're, they're gonna, something's going to happen, but uh, that's coming up on June 22nd, Mike. We are less than two weeks away. So we'll Yeah, be... that's fast approaching. Yep. So we will do our best to watch it as fast as we can so we can review it. Yes. No guarantees for the first weekend, as we always say with these Netflix shows, but if somehow we can cram it in there that... between Jurassic World and who knows, maybe uh, Chris will go see uh, um, The Incredibles 2 twice in two weekends maybe so. well that one and also it's like summertime every once in a while we need to see the sun just so we don't die of vitamin it, d deficiency it's true it's very <laughs> true so june 22nd on netflix get it you can check it out um but we're also going to talk a little bit about some marvel studio stuff here um kevin feige's been out of his feige hole as we call it um <laughs> his favorite movie his favorite film so far is black panther and he talked more about why the production aspect made that his favorite movie. Like where he sat at a table full of people who didn't look like him. They weren't, you know, male white people making decisions on this movie. And and uh, whenever he was done, he was like, you know, we did it. We we were able to make this movie and prove that we could do, uh, you know, black superheroes again without ruining everything. So I think the best common thread for Marvel movies is if Bucky's in your movie. It's usually a good movie. So I, I noticed that when I was just stuck in traffic the other week. I was thinking, like, all the Marvel movies I like have Bucky in them. Maybe I just really like Bucky. So Yeah, well, I mean, who could go wrong with that? It works out <laughs> so far, so we'll see. Um, but also, um, Kevin Feige has met with Jay Chandrasekhar, who plays uh, Thorny in the Super Troopers movie, Officer Thorn, in, in, uh, about a future project. Um, yeah, who wants to take a mustache ride? Yeah, exactly. So if you know Super Troopers, now that does that mean he's doing a big movie? No, he Feige's met with a bunch of people. They're diverse. So are you are you saying uh, are you saying okay directors? I was like, what, who is he going to play in these movies? Yeah, as as a director, <laughs> they met him about about future. That's projects. cool. And it's not. I'd like to see. I'd like to see his perspective on a superhero. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think you know there's a lot of options in the future and. You know they're they're not gonna they've not always pulled from the biggest names and that's worked out really well for them. So uh, is that working out well for Star Wars? No, but but Marvel's doing it. I don't know how, but the, but it is. <laughs> but I yeah I don't know. It's not the whole Broken Lizard team, so it wouldn't be the Super Troopers of of Marvel. But um, I uh, I don't know what he would do. I have no idea where Su- he would start. Man. The Super Troopers of Marvel is just the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we already got that. It's true. I would probably put them in. Uh, Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah, let's put them in charge of the Great Lakes Avengers. <laughs> oh, man, if we got a Great Lakes Avengers movie with, like, a $150 million budget, I'd love that. Yeah, I'd take it for a $50 million budget even, just just to see yeah. it out there, man. Cut, cut them some slack. Put three $50 million movies in, in play right now. Let's let's do that. But in terms of Netflix, um, Jeff Loeb uh, went and did an AMA on Reddit this week. Uh, Jeff Loeb's mm-hmm. the president of Marvel TV. Uh, he said Marvel TV shows won't deal with the Infinity War fallout simply because of the production schedules and everything. Mm-hmm. So for us to expect Luke Cage to be like, what's going on with Infinity War? We don't know when they take place because it, it wouldn't it wouldn't line up. It would be very it'd be very frustrating to hear them talk about uh, Infinity War and Luke Cage and be like, we don't even know how this is going to wrap up. So mm-hmm. um, that's OK with me. Defender season two is currently not in their plans like we talked about at the top of the show. Um, I I'm okay with this. Are you okay with this, you, man? I'm starting. I'm st- I'm starting to get the feeling that our Marvel buddies at Netflix, these shows, I think, are sadly going to peter out. Um, uh, so far, the quality has been good for the most part for these 
other seasons. But at, at some point in time, you're only going to be able to ream so many seasons out of these characters, and you know it's still going to make sense because they're not going to be able to grab a lot of these new characters from the universe because Disney's kind of walling them off. So honestly, as much as I love them, I would love them to go no more than maybe three or four seasons for each character. I, I guess I don't necessarily need another season of the Defenders. Uh, it would be kind of a nice way to wrap it up. But yeah, at some point in time, these aren't going to be seven, eight season shows. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I think they need to creatively find a way to tell this story that they want to tell for these characters. So it doesn't seem like that's quite coalesced yet, but uh, I guess we'll find out with more seasons. I, I guess the thing is, I don't think they're looking at it as as the MCU looks at it. The MCU looks at it as what we talked about, a TV show in and of itself, where you know they're, they're building towards a season finale uh, for that. And I don't think the TV shows really are looking to do that as well. Um, and the way the episodes work, I'm okay with that, because even the Defenders felt weird watching it like it was it didn't sit well with me i don't know but last year was a weird year for marvel television all around with um iron fist defenders and and inhumans all just messing up right up there in like a three-month period so i i I know we're supposed to be getting this in the season of luke cage where we're supposed to see iron fist pop up but these characters need to start crossing over like a lot more i know that they have production issues but they're all shooting in new york and like it's kind of weird me watching these characters and just like, why don't they just get on the phone and call somebody up for some help? I would love to just see that happen because we see that in comic books all the time because it's really easy to do. Cause all you have to do is draw the character. You know, you don't have to like cast them and bring them in and pay them. So, uh, but we, we've seen that in kind of the second phase and third phase of Marvel movies where they just go ahead and they start crossing over and they having fun and interacting. Cause that's how you make a universe. So if they want Netflix to feel more like a universe, you know, Jessica Jones, in season two, maybe it wouldn't have been a bad idea if uh, somebody showed up for an episode or two to give a little bit of help. So maybe we'll get more of that in the future. Uh, that's what well, I'd like I mean, to see. We've gotten a little bit of Jessica, it. We've gotten a Jessica little bit. Jones would have been the first chance where they would have had a chance to do that, though. And she never liked working with anybody anyway. So that's, that one's okay. I think Luke Cage will be the first opportunity where they can try this out and see how it works. Yeah. Let's let's see it. Make it happen, Netflix. Yeah. And then apparently Iron Fist uh, Season 2 is on the cards for this year. I thought it would be next year. I thought we'd get Daredevil first. But, uh, oh, wow. It might, we might wrap the, the end of the year up with Iron Fist and then maybe kick off next year with Daredevil in the spring. Because uh, Daredevil's always been a spring show. So That's that's true. So that, that's okay with me. Uh, we'll also probably get the Iron Fist, the full costume in Season 2 as well. Uh, per, oh right? yeah. So uh, if we forget, well, and it and it doesn't. I know we need to to move on, but it does make sense because Iron Fist is supposed to take up the Daredevil mantle while he's recovering. So it would make sense we'd get the the Iron Fist show first, and then Daredevil would come back into the fold. Yeah, I would. I would like to see. Yeah, I would much rather see him deal with the fallout of No Daredevil, and then uh, then Daredevil be there, and then dealing with the fallout mm-hmm. of No Daredevil. So I agree. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Disney News, John Lasseter will uh, leave the company at the end of this year after his self-imposed um, <laughs> sabbatical, I guess. Uh, there's a, there's there's two ways to write that headline because I saw it both this week <laughs> where some would say John Lasseter is shockingly returning for a couple of months and then – and then once you read the article, it says he's leaving. And then the ones like you just read where it says, oh, he's leaving at the end of the month. He never should be coming back at all. Like the things that you read about this guy is just so 
it's unsettling and it's like not a good work environment. It's got it's going to be so it's going to be awkward as hell when well, he walks back into the office after all well, of that. Well, he's he's only coming back as a consultant. He's not working directly on any project anymore. So he's not going <laughs> back be, in. This they'll probably just call him and be like, "Hey, we need you to check off on this before you go because you're still a producer or whatever." And then yeah. like, he bit check. And I, I I just really hated his non-apologetic statement that he released about his Base, quote unquote retirement from Pixar. It was something along the lines of like, oh, I've done a really a lot of really great things in animation uh, while I've been at Pixar, you know, for the last so and so years. So it's sad to see it go, but I want to move on the new projects and you know take time and work on myself. And I was just like, shut up, dude. You were like touching women all up in Pixar and throwing your authority around. Just just get out of the picture, get out of the limelight. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I'm I'm glad at least he's leaving for good. But Pixar should have just straight up fired him. But maybe there's a weird legal reason that they can't because he's kind of I don't know if he was ever charged he's like, or accused of anything in there. That's all, that's like why they probably didn't fire him. Like nobody said anything. We can't fire him yet. But I, I have no idea. I actually have no idea what they said, what was going on. I just know that if Disney really had an issue with him, they'd have gotten rid of him. Like that's there's probably something going. I don't know. I really don't know. But <laughs> anyway. Speaking of Pixar, Kingdom Hearts 3 has a release date of January 29th, 2019, Mike. I know you're excited for this. Um, I, I don't quite understand these games yet. Uh, <laughs> the people that play them don't quite understand them. Yeah, we were. The... I was trying to. While E3 was going on, I was trying to figure out why, why these are cool, but there's a lot going on with these monsters. Ink World, there's a Rapunzel World uh, from Tangled, uh, all sorts of crazy stuff going on. So, Toy Story World, so a lot of. I think Ratatouille is in it as well, controlling the character by pulling on his hair. So uh, there's a lot going on in there, and I think that's cool for people who like Disney and stuff like that. Uh, a Star Wars game was announced yesterday uh, at the EA thing called uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Mike. And this sounds like it might be right up your alley in terms of games. There, okay. <laughs> you, it, it's from Respawn, who does the Titanfall games, which I really enjoy Titanfall. Okay. It's a set- I'm fin- I'm familiar. I've seen like the trailers and stuff for that. This is set between episodes three and four, so right after uh, Order sixty six, and you'll be playing as a Jedi or Jedi Padawan, one of the two, and you will have a lightsaber. So you get your lightsaber cool. battle, and it's a All third. Right, there you go. It's a third person action adventure. It's not a shoot 'em up, so you're good to go on well, there. Isn't that like the Force Unleashed games? Um, kind of, but I don't think it's that intense. I think it's more mm. of a you're dealing with um. I would say probably more like a Tomb Raider style game or an Uncharted. Gotcha. Um, All right. All right. Uh, and it's released holiday 2019, so we'll have more information about this over the next year and a half. I'm still waiting. Square Enix uh, E3. I got to figure out when that is. That's the Avengers. The company's making the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be somewhere. I don't know where. I don't have it here, but uh, I'm really hoping. Monday. Yeah. Monday at uh, 1 p.m. my time. To see the Avengers game, so we'll we'll talk about that next week. Marv Studios, are you familiar with Marv Studios? Not Marvel, Marv. <laughs> uh, they're Matthew Vaughn uh, directed movies, um, and he's got movies in the works for Kick Ass, for Hit Girl, and to wrap up the Kingsman trilogy with the third movie. Uh, well, that's a lot of mixed feelings right there, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why, but. Well, is this a third Kick-Ass movie, no, uh, or are they like... So, re- it would be a um, a new one. There's a new Kick-Ass with someone else who's wearing the identity in the comic books now. So, I think it's a new one of those. I think it's un- hmm. with that. They didn't say, but they said properties include Kick-Ass, Hit-Girl, and then the third uh, Kingsman trilogy. 
so the, to wrap up that third movie. I I mean, I'm pretty much over Kingsman. I, I feel like I was too burned on that last movie. So I don't know. Maybe he can write the ship for the third one. But he had, he had total creative control, I felt like, over the last one. So I don't know if that's going to fix a third one for me personally. But I think maybe Hit Girl is a little bit more exciting to me because she was my favorite part of the first Kick-Ass movie. I never got around to seeing the second Kick-Ass, but I did read the second um, the second Kick-Ass uh, graphic novel or comic book, however you want to say, mm-hmm. and uh, heard a lot of people say it did not live up to the comic book. So um, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, it's not hard to get comic book stuff greenlit in this town, so I'm not too surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Again, I'm on the other way. I love the Kingsman second one. I, I'm really excited to see that. And in that regards as well, there is a eight-hour TV show that's coming out called Kingsman: The Great Game. Huh. Um, it's a spinoff show. Um, it won't. I don't think it'll follow the characters from the movies. So um, that's in the works. And then also a Statesman film, a spinoff film from from the Whoa. Statesman. So uh, these are Again, they... we have no release dates. <laughs> we have, we don't know what's going on. Who's direct? Matthew Vaughn's not necessarily writing or directing all of these. He's just helping produce them. So with his studio, all right. And I would assume all of these, uh, all of these movies before came out of Fox, right? Twentieth uh, Century Fox, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. Uh, start following Fox on Twitter, see what goes on after they get bought by Disney. Yeah, or or I mean, Fox was just the um, distribution. I think I think Marv Studios is the production company, so they can find a different mm. distributor, and no problem. Gotcha. DC Universe, like we talked about at the top of the show, could launch as soon as August, according to one of their community managers. Ooh, bring it on. And that would include TV shows, digital movies, digital comics, and more from the DC Universe. So it sounds like they're making it a big platform of more than just TV and movies. Well, I feel like we saw that first like set photo of Titans a while ago, so it feels like that first episode should be ripping and ready to go, and it's they would launch this with new series ready to go and start watching. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would think the premiere date would have kind of aligned with the TV production schedule of that show. So August, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I would also um, think that the, you know if they do it at SDCC, they wrap up the show filming over the summer, release one a week on the DC Universe streaming system. They'd be they'd be good to go. Like that would put mm-hmm. them into the fall for for something else to be done. Uh, so, but you may also get Young Justice Outsiders at that time as well. Um, so yes, please. Uh, I think they might alternate that way. They don't give you all their good stuff at once and then get burnt out on it. But we'll we'll see. I don't know. We'll have to see how that plays out. But also, Diane Nelson is no longer the DC Entertainment President at WB. So they've um, she left a couple months ago, and they're like, oh, she's gonna come back, and then she's not. She's she's gone. So. Um, they may be looking for a new president or they've already filled it and we just don't know yet. So, um, more shakeups over there at DC. That's not a bad thing in my yeah, opinion. They got rid of her. <laughs> she, she left right after the justice league, like in the middle of the justice league stuff. So, um, we'll see how that plays out. You still watch the flash or no? Yeah. Still watching the flash. Still watching. Okay. Kid flash. Uh, Wally. Is it Wally West? No. Wally West. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Well, he's not gonna, not going to return as a series regular for, for the, any of the shows. Uh, the Flash or Legends of Tomorrow. Wow, none of the shows. Um, he, could, he could be there if, as like a guest star, but not a, not a regular. Uh, I wonder if he's going to try to jump into uh, movie acting because he was in a film this summer, Love, Simon, which was a, also a Berlanti uh, kind mm-hmm. of joint. So, yeah, maybe he's just fell, fall in love with the big screen. It, it so. was his choice, so I think I, you may ha- you may be on to something there. 
So, <laughs> but uh, I, if you are a regular watcher of the Flash, I won't spoil anything quite yet because I think you can still watch the latest season on Netflix right now. But we are adding a speedster to the next season, so I guess there can only be so many fast-moving things on a screen at once. So yeah, we, we've only got so many different colored lightning bolts we can give you. <laughs> Don't go over the, the allotted colors here. So yeah, we're going after lightsaber colors here. We can't. There's only so many light any colors in the spectrum. So that's right. We got three: red, green, and blue. That's it. No more. Yeah, and we're doing black lightning on another show. Don't even know how that works. You can't even see black. I, that's not even light. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put a black light under anything I own. You know what I'm saying? No, oh, I'm, okay. I'm Oh, Look like a Jackson Pollock painting. That's Guardians reference. Uh, is this what happens when we cross the hour mark of recording on this show? Yeah, we, we, this is territory we, we usually are, don't. We get are not. To. An, we are actually not an hour in yet, Mike. We are like three minutes away from an hour. So, oh, well, I can start to feel it. Yeah. I can start to see it coming out. Of the trailer. Oh. The trailers took a lot Why out of us. Saying, Why am I saying this? Oh my god. Titans, right. Mike. We were just talking about this. Uh, the mm. um, we'll have the bat signal, so it will exist in Gotham and all that stuff. There were some set photos showing the bat signal. You know what it looks like. We all know what a bat signal looks like. Good. Give us our Batman show already. And then Jason Todd, uh, who played Robin and later the Red Hood, is to appear in the show as well uh, in an unknown capacity. I don't think he's the villain uh, because he's cast around the same age as all these other teen titans, you know, young adult Mm -hmm. titans. But um, it's interesting that to have multiple Robins going on at once in the show. Oh. I'm ready to watch this show. I have a feeling, like you, I like what you said about San Diego Comic Con. Since Marvel's not going to be there this summer, DC will be there in full force. They should announce a streaming app and drop trailers for all of these shows that they have, and even teaser trailers as much as you can. Like if you have even like the the glimpse of what Swamp Thing might look like, put a Swamp Thing trailer out there. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to watch this show, man. Yeah, get get them hyped and start selling those. Um was it pre-registered to be notified when this goes live kind of thing? Yeah. So Put me on your mailing list, fools. Get Mike on your mailing list. But now we're going to delve into some Batman movie rumors. Ooh, all right. <laughs> so apparently the Batman will not be a prequel. It will, like right. we talked about the other week, they want to continue forward uh, with, with these movies. Press on. Ben Affleck may still be out. Uh, they may look for a younger, more agile um, <laughs> person instead of Ben Affleck. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was in the talks, but with him being Mysterio, I'm pretty sure he's out the, out the gate. So they'd have to. I think he. I think he made the right superhero choice there. Yeah, he right camp. He, <laughs> at least we know his movie is getting made. You know, we don't have to worry about <laughs> is this or will, will it or won't it. Uh, concept art of the Two Face, the Penguin, the Riddler, and Victor Zaz has been made for this. Not seen, but just made. Victor Zaz, who's that? Uh, I believe he was played by um, was it uh, B D Wong in the Gotham show? He like he's like a psychiatrist. And he, I don't know, he convinces people to, he cuts things into him, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. We gotta look this All up right. now. We gotta, we gotta do a Google. Yeah, both, uh, visual, yeah, I guess he's, he, he looks like a Batman villain that I'm just not familiar with. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, he carves a tally mark into himself for each of his victims. He's a serial killer. But I'm pretty sure he was also, like, a, um, psychiatrist in some of those. Uh, if I go down, if I try to find in Gotham, yep, right here. I don't know. Oh, uh, no, Anthony Kerrigan. B.D. Wong was somebody else. So apparently he's a serial killer. So that's all right. Um, I would like to see a penguin and a Riddler in the movie. What about you? Of these four, which would you two? Yeah, choose two. I'm o- Bang, Mary, I'm kill. Down. 
I'm always down to see how these uh, characters get adapted to the screen. I want to see the Riddler. Yeah. We've only ever had a chance to see him as just like a goofy Jim Carrey, but I feel like he is the most ripe for a really compelling story because he's just doing all of this crazy stuff. It always I always think of like Die Hard 3 with Samuel L. Jackson and they're in the city running around trying to solve these clues so stuff doesn't blow up. Like I would like to see something that on an even bigger scale with a Batman. Movie. I would. That'd be cool. I would love a detective Batman movie, and the Riddler would be the perfect chance to be a detective to solve all these riddles. Mm-hmm. In Batman Forever, we had Jim Carrey being the Riddler, who was just doing a Joker, a version of the Joker, and Tommy Lee Jones playing Two Face, who was doing his version of the Joker. Like mm-hmm. they were all just both sides of a Joker coin. It was really bad, but I'd like to see the Riddler get some comeuppance. And also the last rumor is a female Robin would be in this movie, Mike. Um, much like the Dark Knight Rises, would you want to see... I mean, this is... We've already established in this universe a lot of Robins have been killed. There's a Nightwing somewhere, probably. Would you want to see a female Robin? <laughs> it's just so funny. There's been so many adaptations of Batman over the years that it's like they just got so many Robins to pick from. Like, oh, what Robin do we want to use this movie? Like, oh, let me check the list. Uh, all right, we've made it to female Robin. All right, put her in the movie. Yeah. It's the perfect time. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think they, I think they, Snyder they, they die a lot. They die a lot, or they graduate onto different roles. Well, I mean, <laughs> Snyder set the rules for this universe being like 20 years after all the Robins anyway. So he's like, well, what do we have left? We can't. We can't go get Dick Grayson as Robin again. So uh, it's... yeah. Just have the Flash run back in time and bring him to the future. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2 is also tied into these notes, Mike. Uh, boo. From Apparently, boo. Well, they, they, you may be boo, but they're not going to recast the characters. But they're like, you know what? We No one liked the first one. We're going to make them look like their comic book versions this time around instead. Um, All right. And I was like, you know, I guess... Harley Quinn was probably the closest. Maybe Deadshot was the second. Um, I, I I don't I don't know. I don't remember who else was in there. I mean, Killer Croc looked cool. I mean, he was the reason they won the Academy Award, which is still shocking for me to say. Would, would you like uh, to see a bigger Killer Croc, more like the comic book version, where he's like way bigger than Batman, not just a person with crocodile skin? That that would be cool. And I think there's a way you could you could explain it. Like you could say like Killer Croc's. He's been in captivity. He's been in this jail cell for so long. He's kind of atrophied. And now that he's out and we've given him time in the yard to, like, pump up, like, yeah, I could see him being huge and big. That'd be cool. Or he's just continually evolving into a crocodile. Or Yeah, who knows? But if they can make the Hulk in, work in a movie, they can make Killer Croc work in a movie. Like, they just got to commit to it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. in, in news you would like, they're not they're going to redo the Joker and not give him the damage tattoo. They're going to take away all mm. his tattoos but leave the teeth because his teeth were knocked out by Batman, which I think it is was... actually really cool. Um, yeah, I guess he's got to go get some laser. That's got to be some weird like, – do you think he just kidnaps somebody that's really good at laser removal and he's just like, I'll let you go as soon as the last tattoo has gone? I, I, do, I, don't, uh... <laughs> I, I don't care. I mean as long as he looks okay in the movie, I don't care how he got from the first one to this one. Um, they don't care about maybe continuity they, over there anyway. So maybe they were maybe they were just all henna tattoos, and we just never no one ever told us. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're henna tattoos. No, he's got the ones from the zebra striped gum. He's just putting them on his head, applying a cold <laughs> washcloth, and then peeling them off. There you go. The Joker's just a man. He's going through phases in his life. We just got the tattoo phase, unfortunately, yeah. for his first appearance in this new universe. And uh, this will also be written by Todd Stashwick, who works on Gotham, and the director Gavin O'Connor. So um, they're working on the script to do this and work forward and, and be more faithful to this movie rather than sticking with what they had. So 
Um, All right. Well, good, good luck, Gotham guys. I think that's um, a step in the right direction if we had to take a step in any direction at all. <laughs> the Jared Leto Joker, however, may be getting his own movie, and I don't know why. And this is all I have from Variety. Jared Leto would be kind of uh, producing it and, and starring in it, of course, and then it would still be the other Joker movie that's talked about to be in works. And I, I don't know. Just, just give <laughs> us a release, give us a release date, a slate, official release slate, so we know what's going on. But Warner Brothers needs to either just stop letting this stuff leak because we keep getting confused, or they just need to pull a Marvel and just walk up on a big stage, aka Comic Con, throw up a bunch of logos and dates, and just let us know when these movies are coming out, who are the directors attached, and just give us a commitment that you're going to make these movies. Yeah, I mean, like. Is this true or is this not true? Are you really going to work on this or are you not going to work on this? Because the only Marvel movie we know that's being worked on outside of announcements is The Eternals. And even Feige was like, yeah, that's in our wheelhouse somewhere. And Mm. other than that, like every other, any DC movie except for Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and maybe The Flash, we know are getting worked on. So Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, Shazam. Shazam is also there. Um, anyway, and lastly, Game of Thrones It's wrapping up next year, Mike. We are ever closer. Are you doing the South Park version? No, just setting the tone, man. (laughs) Okay. The prequel show for Game of Thrones, of course, they want to wrap. They want to get this started so it launches probably next year as well. Um, Mm. will be set thousands of years before the first show. Whoa. Back when, like, the green tree girls and the white walkers and stuff were still roamed the world. Um, the show will be uh, done. Uh, the showrunners Jane Goldsman, who's worked on the first Kingsman movie, First Class, and Kick Ass, and working with um, what's his face um, George R. R. Martin to uh, make sure the story is within the the universe he has written. So. Sounds like the show is going to be very expensive because when I think about the past of Game of Thrones, you got dragons, you got magic, you got all this stuff that was basically lore. And kind of Game of Thrones is almost achievable on a series scale because once you go thousands of years to the present time where we are now, you get a lot more humans just doing human things with swords, you know, yeah. cheap things like that. So Horses and swords, I guess, just line yeah, them up. I guess they got Game of Thrones money so they can do what they want, but... It's HBO. Yeah, I, HBO I, likes yeah, to I mean, I, make their big shows. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd watch it. Just tons of dragons everywhere, and maybe there'll be some other, like, mythical creatures we're not familiar with. Um yeah, but the fact that it's thousands of years means um, I guess there could still be family lineage in there, but it feels like that far in the past it shouldn't really matter, like, who's... Yeah, that's, I think that's their goal. Like, they don't want to worry about the Starks or Lannisters. They want to start with a slate to create their own, so they don't have to, like, we... Like, George Luke said, we have to put all these characters in different cities by the end because they have to fight each other at the beginning of the next series kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I'm okay. I'm okay with that if... I'm I'm intrigued. That's for sure. They also have to compete with Amazon's. Um, I think they said it's gonna five season game. Uh, not Game of Thrones. Lord of the Rings show. So I think you've got to if they're gonna do it, they got to do good. They got to beat Amazon show. Yeah. So. I hope you. I hope you people really like your fantasy and dragons because you're gonna be getting a lot of it do, coming up. Here. Do I ever, Mike? God. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> hopefully I just want it to be good. I don't care how many they do as long as it's good. So that's our news in a nutshell. Actually, no, this is me in a nutshell. Help, help, I'm trapped in a nutshell. <laughs> it's wearing down on me, Mike. It's it's that yeah. time of day. Um, but um, that's our news uh, stuff. I will be here next week. Um, I think we, we're doing an Incredibles next week, Mike. Is that 
Yeah, we're going to be talking about The Incredibles. And then the week after that, we're going to be talking about, uh, hopefully, our, at least our initial impressions on Luke Cage. Yes, yes definitely. Uh, if you guys have any reviews of The Incredibles or Luke Cage when it comes out, don't forget to let us know. We would love to hear from you so we can include it in the show. Um, but if you don't watch Luke Cage all one weekend, we totally understand. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really about it, Mike. People will know what you're up to, where, what you're doing, where can they find you at. Well, if you want to check out my drawings, my art, my tweets, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if, we want, if people want to keep up with you, see if you're waking up in the early morning hours to watch more superhero movies, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, you also head over to Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, over on Comic UI, I'm finally putting up the last three interviews of C2E2 this week. I'm just going to boom, boom, boom them. Not going not gonna to space them out here and... You can uh, listen to those uh, going up Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And uh, you can uh, find me here on Superhero Site, Mike. Uh, If people want to know more about us or maybe where we're doing all these review episodes um, or maybe they want to buy some ad space from us this summer for our big shows, where can they do that at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a ton of trailers, uh, leaked concept art, and uh, a tweet from Luke Cage. Uh, You can get all of that in our show notes. You don't have to hunt around the internet for that. We got those links for you at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com dot com slash store if you're a fan of the show we'd love to hear from you uh we'd love a review on itunes or stitcher or wherever you listen uh we love seeing uh your youtube comments uh out there uh we love we love hearing from you and if you want to be a super fan of the show uh all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week we will it'll be every week and sometimes twice a week if it's a a movie release week so Uh, I guess we will catch you guys for those then. I'll see you then. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I mean, you could just go for that look and then just say, hi, my name's Peter. I have a sticker on your thing.